That film sounds shit. Ugh, no one asked for this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for's League of Good Bad Movies. And this week, we decided to watch Tammy and the T-Rex, which is a film. It's, yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, so each month, thanks to our loyal listeners voting, you guys pick a good bad movie for us to watch and then regale you with our thoughts and feelings, trivia, our top three moments from the film, what reviews have said about it before we finally decide where it's going to end in our The League of the League of Good Bad Movies. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. Do you remember what the choices were this month? I do. I went for a full... I, I was kind of not particularly inventive this month and went back to uh, previous choices uh, from early on because um, we had a self-imposed rule that we can't bring them back up again, I think, for at least a month or so. I, I, at I, least uh, four months, right? Yeah, so I think it's yeah. we said four, four, four episodes it's off yeah. the table for, and then we can exactly. slide them back in. So I slid back in to <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> you slid back in Howard the Duck. And uh, Tammy and the T-Rex, which eventually wound up winning. And my favourite part about this is that was actually a choice that you made previously yeah. that people didn't want to vote for when you made that choice. And actually, when, they didn't even vote for your other choice that, that episode. They voted for one of mine. And then I put it forward this month and it got voted for us. So I don't know how that makes you feel. Yeah, so, so to tell you, not, not good. <laughs> um, apparently people trust your dinosaur <laughs> recommendations more than mine. But it was, I, I think, T Tammy and the T-Rex, for me at least, was the first, like, surprise. Yeah, mainly because the other choices, you picked the core, which I'm not necessarily surprised the core didn't win, but I did think we were going to have to watch Diana the Musical. Yeah, yeah, so I, I was very surprised Diana the Musical didn't win, but that now frees us up to watch it? But we will. It, it, Diana the Musical is going to be a choice again in what did we say? Four months. Four months. Four months. I'm all, already going to pencil it in. But the <laughs> first time we threw Tammy and the T Rex out, it lost in the first round to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. And then that lost to, as Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> often does, lost to Showgirls. Showgirls. Which, uh, I'm. I'm. Again. I'm. I'm. Uh, every every League of Good Bad Movies episode that happens. I get one more over to Showgirls. So I, I am glad Showgirls won that, uh, that week. Well, and, you know, it is the first ever, episode, uh, first ever movie that has climbed the league without it being watched that month. Yeah. So, you know. Good, good, good for them. Good for them. Good for them. So what we're going to do, we're going to um, just keep recording because we watched this film earlier. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a fun one. Let's let's get your um let's get your summary of the film. 
film. Yeah. <laughs> so Tammy is your run-of-the-mill high school cheerleader who likes nothing more than spending time with her boyfriend, Michael. Tammy's violent ex-boyfriend, Billy, who I think is in charge of a gang, doesn't like Michael, and after a fight that involves a lot of genital grabbing, attacks him and feeds him to a lion at the local (laughs) safari park. After recovering from his attack, Michael is kidnapped from the hospital by Dr. Vankenstein and his assistant, Helga who need a human brain to implant into the Tyrannosaurus Rex animatronic they have built. They cut out Michael's brain and put it into the T-Rex. Shock horror, Michael escapes and tries to get his revenge on his high school peers and is reunited with Tammy. They need to try and save Michael from the evil Dr. Vankenstein and find him a new body. Chaos and dinosaur shithousery ensues. Yeah, I think that's fairly accurate. Oh... Yeah, so, I loved this film. Yeah. I'm just going to skip straight to the end and, and, and talk about my thoughts and feelings. It was incredible. It's, it's lunacy, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was incredible. I think I'd always seen the poster, Yeah, and I'd read a brief synopsis, and it's exactly what it said it was going to be. <laughs> but, but also, so much more. Yeah. So it was it was directed and written by Stuart Raphill. Do you know what else he's done? I do not, know. So he is the man behind a film called The Ice Pirates. Excellent. And Mac and Me. Okay. So Mac and Me, which is most famous for... I can't remember what late night talk show it is now I say that. But famously, Paul Rudd would show it. Um, Conan O'Brien. Whenever Paul Rudd was on Conan, he would show yeah. a clip of Mac and Me instead of showing a clip from the film he was there to promote. Nice. And then Tammy, or Tanny, yeah. as she's credited in the film, is uh, played by Denise Richards in her third ever movie credit. So before this, she was in Loaded Weapon 1, which is an underrated film. And a film called Lookin' Italian. That's Lookin', not Looking. Oh. Lookin' apostrophe Italian. Nice, okay. And the T-Rex was played by Paul Walker in also his third ever movie after Monsters in the Closet and Programmed to Kill. Well, you say it was played by Paul, uh, by Paul Walker. It was actually played by uh, Paul Walker channeling Will Poulter. <laughs> Yeah, so he doesn't look anything... He looks more like Paul Walker by the end. Yeah, in the what, begin- when, he's, when he's a T-Rex. When he's a T-Rex, or just a brain in a jar. When he's a brain in a jar. Um, yeah. More on that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... I can't imagine a world where you talk to someone and say, hey, did you know Paul Walker and Denise Richards did a film together? And this is what they think of. <laughs> um, it, I had a look through the rest of the cast. Yeah. And there's some int- there are some vaguely famous people. Yeah. So Dr. Vankenstein mm. um, was played by the guy who played Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> uh, one of the scientists who I said kept getting annoying, more and more annoying, yeah. the, the smaller guy, uh, is a guy called John Franklin, who most famously played Cousin It in the Addams Family movies. <laughs> so and- we've got someone who played a dead guy. And someone who was just covered in hair for the entire time. Yeah. And then we have Theo Fawcett, who played yeah. Byron Black, and his dad, who has one of the greatest names ever. So the actor 
is called J, as in the letter. Yeah. J, yeah. as in J-A-Y, yeah. Saunders. Excellent. So his name is J.J. Saunders, but it's two different J's. Um, and he played Sheriff Black. So they were a father and son in the film. Yeah. And coincidentally, this is both of their last ever movie credits. <laughs> so this this stopped that... Uh, dynasty. Two, two, Acting two, dynasty. Yeah. Two, two separate actors, both playing relatives, <laughs> never really worked again. No. Uh, um, you also had um, Pedro from yeah. uh, Napoleon Dynamite playing a pizza guy. Yeah. And um, Helga yeah. played Napoleon Dynamite's aunt. Ah. So she was in Napoleon Dynamite as well. Um, and also Poppy Montgomery was in it. Who yes. As party girl number one. Who... <coughs> She's the one they found under a bench or something. Yeah. And she was in... The only thing I know her from was uh, Without a Trace, which was like a... Was that the one that had someone from uh, Lost in? Oh, was, it a film, was it a film or a TV series? No, TV series. Yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. Uh, it was like a vaguely... Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know. It went on for seven seasons. Um, and it was just like, it was at the time where like CSI and all those kind of things were big. And this was just like the, um, I guess, like jumping on the bandwagon. But yeah. it was actually, I don't know. I quite enjoyed it. It probably, probably if I watched it back now, it'd be terrible. So it's, uh, I don't believe it's the one I was thinking it of, but I'm fairly sure. So without a trace, 2002. Yeah. I'm fairly sure you had like eight different TV shows. At the same time, like person of interest, yeah, and everything like that. So I remember what I remember really enjoying it. Uh, this was when I was at must well would have been secondary school. I remember take like literally faking a day sick because I got the new box set and watching the entire thing. Nice, which was back when box sets, watching a box set, binging a box set, literally meant a box set where you had to change the DVDs. But it didn't passive aggressively ask you if you're still watching it. No, this so is, part this of me is does true. miss those. Uh, does miss those days. Yeah, but yeah, interesting, interesting cast list. Yeah, um, and then obviously, most importantly, uh, which again we'll go into a bit more detail later, mm. uh, the T Rex. Yeah. Uh, so that was played by uh, the animatronic of a T Rex that had no ability to move its legs. Yeah, as so, as seen from <laughs> painful CGI. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks to a mix of painful CGI. And close-ups of bad dinosaur-esque gloves. Yeah, you could barely notice. <laughs> it was. I I kind of respect it. Like like in a proper like fair play, guys. Yeah. Like they because I I'm assuming it felt like it was a dinosaur that should have been either at like a theme park or a, like a restaurant. It felt like a, a dinosaur themed restaurant. Obviously, not like the Ritz. <laughs> um, <laughs> That, that would change its clientele a little bit. Yeah, just Jeff Goldblum kept, would keep going there. I uh, I think it it was it was a, such a shit animatronic that it would be at home in like a dinosaur themed park, like somewhere in like uh, like on the Isle of Wight or something, where you you're going to like these adventure places and it's you know it's definitely low budget. Isn't there one in like was it a golf course just off the A forty? Yeah, there's yeah yeah, yeah. dinosaur so, mini yeah. golf yeah Some, somewhere like that. Oh, it could absolutely fit yeah. in there. Yeah, it probably to be fair, it probably is. It probably did. Um, so if if you had to have your brain 
yeah. removed by Dr. Frankenstein and yeah. put into an animatronic, what animatronic would you want? Doesn't necessarily have to be a dinosaur, but Ooh. it can be a dinosaur. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I I probably I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to to the T Rex. The one at the Natural History Museum is quite quite good, quite imposing. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily um, be too sad about that. I guess the other thing would be um, I guess they're not really animatronics, but like actually no. Okay, so it would be the animatronic of jack sparrow on the pirates of the caribbean ride at disneyland because then i could pretend to be johnny depp and get like free shit and money nice yeah so i I think for me it would be either so uh, three things uh so one i i would i think i'd prefer robot like iron giant style because then you could still see like my brain in the top yeah like that i find that funny you want to go what's the guy in uh Ninja Turtles that's like in the belly. Is that oh, Krang? Krang. You want to go full Krang? Yeah, maybe, maybe that. Maybe that. So yeah, either robot or if we're going like animatronic, like is it the the viral video that went around of like the Japanese animatronics at Disney World like Tokyo? Oh yeah. And they yeah. look exactly like the animated ones. Yeah. Or the the Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, thing. that was going to be or my that. third choice, yeah. the Spider-Man one, because that's <laughs> fucking mental. I'm sure we've talked about it about yeah. 8 times. But yeah, like a Disney animatronic would be fun. But also, like I don't think they can move their legs either. And the Spider-Man one would just be just gonna hurl myself onto this one building that I'm allowed just to uh, constantly, yeah, <laughs> trapped in that spiral forever and ever. But I like that. So 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 it would be our double team would be a robot and a T-Rex, basically. Either robot and T-Rex or robot or and Jack just Barrett. us at a theme park. Yeah, but that would also give us a day job because I'm assuming we'd have to uh, stick around. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of pirates on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Right? They won't necessarily miss me. That's fair. Funny. They just let a lion eat the Trivia? Should we just get onto trivia? Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm going to take the, the first one because I find that fucking hilarious. Go for it. So, Tammy and the T-Rex was only made because the writer-director had access to a full-size T-Rex animatronic. Yep. And that suddenly... Sometimes you watch a film and it's a bit confusing. And then you read something that just a wave of clarity comes over you. Yeah. And of course, that's it explains everything. Oh, absolutely. And my favorite part of that is so this, this guy came to him, right, with mm. the T-Rex. And he was like, he wanted to make a movie. And so Raphael asked him what the story was. And he said, well, there isn't one. But they had to, but they had to start filming within the month. Because he only had the T-Rex for two weeks. Yeah. And then <laughs> Raffle, Raffle went on uh, record basically saying, I was just trying to do a film for people that like wacky movies. In other words, you laugh at the experience that I was facing, which is what the hell are you meant to do with this material? Yeah. I was sticking all the shit in it just to make it work. Of course, when you only have a week to work on a script, it's a bit thin. I'm also the biggest plagiarist. I'm constantly <laughs> asking the cast and crew if they have anything better that they could add. Yeah. So they had to <laughs> they had to start making the film before it was finished because they only had the T-Rex for 2 weeks and it's that sounds like a better story than the film. Oh, like yeah, the 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 film of the film would be great. Would... Like the disaster artist for the T-Rex. Yeah, the T-Rex yeah like I would watch a film of people like accidentally realizing they've got a T-Rex animatronic and then trying to make a film. Yeah. To add to the uh to add to that, 
all locations were within 25 minutes of the director's house. Yeah. Which he says was to save money, but part of me thinks it was laziness. Oh, 100%. You just want to get up late. It is the opposite of... Because I I feel like that's speaking to me a little bit. So I feel like if I was in film, I would either do that. There are two ends of the spectrum. You've got the 25 minutes from home. Yeah. And then the Adam Sandler approach. Yeah. And I think that's those are the two things I would do. It's either... Right, well, can we either go to Hawaii and film this or can we just kind of do it at mine? Oh yeah, there's no in-between. It's not like, oh, I don't want to go to Birmingham for it. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or just like, oh, at the small town outside somewhere that's going to take me 12 hours travelling to. It's, yeah, I can can speak to that. Oh, oh, I can can agree with that. Yeah, so the the whole Tanny thing. So apparently the film was originally called Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex, which is is the title scene on the restored uncut version and obviously in the opening and closing credits she is referred to in the credits as tanny i'm very i, I don't understand why because also for the entirety of the film she's called tammy. she's called tammy yeah so i I checked the copy we watched which yeah. i bought because uh it was it was if i was to watch this again if i was to rent it again um, it would be more expensive than buying it. And that's kind of my... If I, if I think it's going to be a film, I would watch again. Yeah. I regret absolutely nothing, because I am going to watch this again. The version we had, it was called Tammy and the... So it, the Tammy and the T-Rex title came yeah. up, and then it immediately cut to Denise Richards being very bad at cheerleading, yeah. and she was credited as Tammy. As Tammy, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I noticed it, but it, that bit was in quite a weird font. Yeah. And I initially thought... Oh, it's just a, that's just a weird way they're doing the M's in this font. But no, it was it was Tammy. Yeah, I must have. I just clearly made a mistake. Yeah. What What do you prefer as the title? Tammy and the T Rex, or Tammy and the Teenage T Rex, or would you go Tammy and the Teenage T Rex? I think I would go with Tammy and the Teenage T Rex. I quite. I think it's. Um, there's a. I like the alliteration. The additional alliteration. I think it should be t- Teenage Rex. Yeah, you could go with that because it feels like teenage. That yeah, feels more just... of a pun. Yeah, but teenage T Rex. You, you get a... the extra T for the alliteration. Ah, uh, true, very true. Yeah, Tanny's a weird name. Apologies to all Tannies <laughs> listening. Obviously. Yeah. Other piece of trivia for you. Mm. Um. So when we were watching the the vicious lion attack, yeah. Uh, Graham said, "Did they just set a lion on a stuntman?" And uh, they didn't, but. A stuntman did get bitten by a jaguar. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> and the, I'm not surprised. God, no, so the safari, the safari park they had was just a load of big cats. Just a bit of big cats in what looked like kind of like a residential park. <laughs> yeah, like not like a lion section no. and, a, and a cheetah section. They were just all kind of chucked in there together. Yeah, it was basically if Joe Exotic ran a zoo in wherever this was filmed back in the 90s. It would probably be a fairly similar outcome. I, I think so, yeah. Just um, show exotic in the T Rex. Yeah. I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> and obviously filmed for the large sum of one million US dollars. That which is still higher than it should be. <laughs> that's the, that is surprising because I thought it was lower. Yeah. Especially, or I thought it was higher. Yeah. And then I found out they were given the T Rex. Yeah. yeah. Because I assumed all they're the money. also given Denise Richards and, uh, and Paul Walker as well. So yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's not too bad. At some point, we'll go through the budgets of all the films we've done. It'll be interesting to see where they sit. 
Yeah. Because we obviously know what the lowest is. Well, that could be like a um, like a sort of goal difference. Ah, uh, I like it. I like it. Addition to the to the chart. We're we're really leading into the sports table approach, yeah. aren't we? Knockout tournament soon. <laughs> I'm just glad uh, Vampire's Kiss has got the bye week. Oh, shit, does that matter? <laughs> what were your top three moments from the film? My top three moments. This was tricky because there's a couple that just missed the cut. Yeah. Um. So actually, I just want to address one that missed the cut. Well, actually, sort of two. So this film contains two lines that I am fairly confident will never be uttered, have never been uttered before <laughs> in cinema okay. and will never be uttered again. Those two lines are... The first one, leave him alone. That's my friend's brain in that dinosaur. <laughs> and the second one was, that ain't no flag, Sheriff. That's a goddamn Brazier. <laughs> Honourable mentions, because some fantastic yeah, writing work fair. there. That's and we're fair. never going to hear them again. So in third place is, there's a bit at the party where there's uh, the guy who is one of the McPoyle brothers yep. in, in Always Sunny um, is pissing on the T-Rex's leg. The T-Rex uh, then rips his guts out. You see him holding his guts. He drops his guts, and then you still see his T-shirt on. Well, because he's got he's got like a, he's got a shirt that was ripped open. Yeah, and then an undershirt which yeah. was still which like, was still intact. It was like he was. Uh, this is going to sound like a euphemism, but it was like he was smuggling offal, <laughs> and uh, they just cut it open. It was like, oh no. So the th- uh, number number three for me um, is the scene that I have entitled the penis part of the brain. <laughs> oh, I, I this was one of my ones that just missed the cut. Yeah. So when they've kidnapped and murdered Paul Walker, yeah, uh, they've got him in the warehouse and they cut off the top of his head of what is possibly one of the worst fake bodies I've ever seen. And oh, it's Doctor Doctor Vankenstein is prodding around showing that it what the brain does yeah so he pokes a bit and the guy's leg sticks up and it's all funny yeah and then he turns to helga and says something along the lines of i particularly like this part pokes it and paul walker gets suddenly a massive erection which punches uh muscly dawson in the face which punches a guy who looks like muscly dawson's creek in the face and then he keeps pressing it and it keeps going up and down <laughs> yeah um which isn't how the brain works but it was fucking amazing i mean i don't i don't don't know that you're a doctor ian so i don't know that no, you, you can say this that's true. i have i have watched every episode of house <laughs> but uh this is true my second one is uh they drive up so they've um they realize that the t-rex is is um is michael um mm. and they're trying to get it back into a body um oh god yeah <laughs> so they uh denise richards and or tammy and her um gay best friend who is a high school age but definitely looks about 40 are trying to find a body at the morgue to put uh michael's brain back into so he can be a human again and their way of doing it is kind of like it's like a really shitty dating show so they're at the window holding up these cadavers and then Michael as the T-Rex is out in the parking lot on the back of a van and it's just the um it's just the the T-Rex arms that are clearly someone has their hands in as gloves yeah. just like kind of scratching his head where he's trying to make decisions 
it's it has to be seen to be believed but it is it is a fantastic bit of uh, filmmaking and uh, you can it's just the dinosaur's head over the top and you can clearly see the person behind it operating it nodding uh, yeah um speaking of t-rex gloves yeah uh, my number 2 is after the dinosaur escapes yeah he uses a payphone <laughs> so there's a payphone in this warehouse complex there's also a club from the looks of it I think so. Uh, the dinosaur uses the, the phone, and like in Thunderbirds, when he's dialing, you like zoom in really far to the phone so you can just see the dinosaur's hands, and it's obviously just dinosaur gloves. <laughs> and he dials Tammy, and then she doesn't answer, and then the dinosaur just roars down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all been Oh my there. god, I'm losing it. This is... Uh, oh. Really, and yeah, it's just it's... the idea of the dinosaur just standing by a phone, and it's standing because it can't fucking move its legs. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, phones well, to these Richards. There. You know, you, oh, yeah. you try and make that important phone call. They don't pick up on the other end, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, and then ex- I think that's also, I think, the first. Oh no, it's not. You see fake dinosaur legs because they also then have clearly just fake dinosaur feet. Yeah. That- it's just someone's leg that they zoom in very closely oh, to. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's clearly how they're, they're and, uh, dealing with that. And it's number one on your list. Number one on my list. I'm not going to be around the bush. It's dinosaur... Dinosaur? Dinosaur charades. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, when after he fails in his attempts at phoning Denise Richards, he goes and kidnaps her, takes her to a barn, um, as you do. She wakes up. It seems, you know, she's mildly concerned that there's a T-Rex, but also not as weirded out as you would be um, true. and uh, i would say it takes michael as the t-rex all of three minutes to convince her that he is in fact the t-rex mm-hmm. using what was essentially charades even even to the point of he went down the sounds like route yeah uh, sounds like rain uh rain um... yeah it's, <laughs> it's not just the fact they did charades it's that he's very good at charades yeah like, can you imagine how good he would have been as, as a, a person, human. Yeah, if he was yeah. that good as an animatronic dinosaur. I mean, yeah, sign him up for my yeah. team at Christmas. So, so uh, my number one. So first of all, honourable mention mm. to the dinosaur hiding in the bush at his own funeral and crying. <laughs> um, but number one for me is the entire high school party massacre scene. So you had as your number three, the guy from Always Sunny pissing on the dinosaur's leg yeah. and then smuggling offal. But the scene is, from there, he then attacks... Denise Richards' evil ex, who's hooking up with just a gratuitously evil person. It's like evil Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, she just wants to see she people just, get yeah. beaten up and killed. It's very odd. Yeah, so they're um, they're having sex in the back of a car, and he keeps just shouting at her yeah. face, am I doing good? <laughs> um, and then the dinosaur eats them both. And the entire scene is everything that I thought Tammy and the T-Rex would be. Yeah, um, Although he, doesn't, he doesn't eat Billy, does he? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. no, no, he oh, okay. he uh, he doesn't eat him in the car. Yeah, he uh, lifts him up at the front of the house, oh, and yes. everyone's a bit like. So he grabs him by the head and lifts him up over the door, and everyone in the party is just kind of like, ah, classic. <laughs> classic and then he Billy. then he drops down without a head, and that's when people clock onto something being a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just that that for me is everything that I thought it would be. Yeah, and it really was. And then uh, yeah, the police cleaning up afterwards 
just poking at like a obviously fake head on the floor going i think this is a nose yeah i mean there was also the cleanup for the um helga does where she just rolls yep. someone up literally rolls them up like he's like a, a fucking wet carpet. bath mat yeah yeah, yeah. Like, basically this film is amazing oh it's fantastic the fake legs of the fake arms are amazing they're doing like the, it's like the thunderbirds effect and on that note uh reviews reviews this, this week you have researched some other people's opinions so you don't just have to trust us i have yeah so um astonishingly 50 percent on rotten tomatoes nice so daniel solzman uh, from solzy at the movies sums it up fairly well tammy and the t-rex may be entertaining to an extent but this film should not be taken seriously um we have anton bittle from little white lies uh, it is utterly dumb but smart enough to know just that and while no gag is too low for its brand of anything goes screw- screwball, it does bring a lumbering kind of life to its hybrid collection of ill-fitting ideas. Possibly my favourite, just for her kind of synopsis at the beginning, this is from Jenny Commode. I don't know if she's related to Mark, from a website called I for Film. Boy meets girl. Boy meets lions. Lions damage boy. <laughs> Boy's brain is transplanted into giant animatronic dinosaur. Dinosaur meets girl. The course of true love never did never did run smooth. The film belongs naturally to the dinosaur and the audience fantasy it represents. If you were bullied at school and imagined that life would be easier if only you could turn into a giant monster and crush your foes, this is your chance to see it on the big screen and maybe find love in the process. I like, I like the idea that you know, like school school wasn't uh, wasn't always easy for me, but I never went home and thought, you know what. Wish my brain would be transplanted into that of a, to the body of a giant animatronic T-Rex. Yeah, and then also um, a couple of Google reviews. So I know I think it was on the last episode we we discovered the uh, Google reviews. They've started popping up yes. now. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a great source. Oh, of they're, they're amazing, aren't they? Um, so Gimli M. <laughs> nice on Google reviews. Um, I was already way on board for Tammy and the T-Rex, but when I realised that Paul Walker's brain wasn't going to be put into a T-Rex, but specifically a T-Rex animatronic. Forget about it. This instantly became, instantly became much watch material. I wasn't disappointed. I don't think I'm comfortable telling people that this movie is good exactly, but boy, did it deliver on what I wanted. And then Scott William on Google Reviews, I think sums all of this up quite well. My brain hurts. Maybe I should take it out and put it in a robotic dinosaur. There we go. That's my, that, that is exactly, summed up exactly my feelings. <laughs> What's, uh, what, what was your, your final takeaway then? What would your review be? Um... I think it, it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It being a Swift 90 helped as well. Uh, yeah, Swift 90 was good. Um, it just, yeah, I think it, it, it was kind of as expected. It's, it is complete lunacy. There's probably elements of it like they knew they were making a ridiculous film, but also, like you said, the whole, like, the, the film is a, basically a result of a challenge of yeah. we've got T-Rex for two weeks, let's make a movie. I've got a lot of time for that. Oh, I have a lot of respect <laughs> for... Because uh, I feel like if someone knocked on our door now yeah. and just said, guys, I've got an animatronic T-Rex for two weeks, yeah. we would probably make a film. Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no ifs and or massive dinosaur brains about it. But yeah, I, I, I can't really add to that. It, it's it, everything that I thought a film called Tammy and the T-Rex would be. And it wasn't long enough for the joke to get boring. No. There's a lot of good, bad movies... Are longer than ninety minutes. You get to like kind of uh, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter kind of fell for that a bit. It was like, all right, I get it, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. 
Why is this film still going? I like the part where uh, apparently when a brain comes, it sets some fire. <laughs> yeah. On to where this where this resides. Yes. In the league of the league of good bad movies. Mm. So I'm I'm going to say top half. Yeah. So just to refresh people's memories, so top half currently. So number five is Hell Comes to Frogtown, uh, yeah. which deserves more love from the good bad movie public. I think. Uh, number four is Showgirls. Yeah. Number three is Troll Two. Number two is Tiptoes, and number one is Vampire's Kiss. Yes. Um. What are your thoughts? I think I agree. I think it falls squarely in the top half. But I think what it does is it bumps Hell Comes to Frog Down down into sixth, and it nestles just below Showgirls. I th- nestles just below Showgirls. That's a weird <laughs> fucking phrase. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's exactly where where I was thinking as well because I think it's to say something we've said every fucking month, but like, I, it's going to take a special film, I think, to crack the top four. Oh, the top four I, is, yeah. It's going to be, and I could think of a couple which could, but even then I'm not 100% sure where they would sit. Yeah. It's, yeah, but Tammy and the T-Rex is definitely the closest we've got to that, like, oh, it's knocking championship on the door. tier. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll go, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll slide Paul Walker's brain into number five. So, yeah, smack bang in the middle, because this is our tenth episode now. Yes. Our tenth the league of good well, bad movies technically it's not smack bang in the middle because it's an even number so um smack bang in the number five <laughs> is paul walker's brain so uh the vote for next uh, next month's is going to come out as it usually does so first week of the month and we are going next month is going to be a christmas the League of Good Bad Movies. Yes. Or The League of Good Bad Christmas Movies, or some kind of weird Christmassy way of saying that. So uh, I've already got a couple of ideas. I'm looking forward to it, as we often do. Yep. Uh, but if you have any other Good Bad Movies you think we should watch, uh, you can uh, hook us up on Instagram, at the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, and you can also join our Patreon and become a friend of the podcast, uh, which helps us to buy films where Denise Richards is dating an animatronic dinosaur. Which is weirder than dating a dinosaur. Yeah, this film would have been would have been less weird if it was a like a Jurassic Park style situation. Yeah. The fact that it was anim- like I still don't really understand the interfacing between the organic matter of the brain and the animatronic T-Rex. Well, also, if anything we learned from this film is when a brain uh, reaches climax, it sets on fire. Yeah, how did, we didn't even mention, I know we were in yeah. the outro, we didn't even mention the fact that the film ended with Denise Richards doing a strip tease for a brain in a jar that was hooked up to a, like a JVC video camera from the 90s uh, and the brain got so excited that it exploded, essentially. Tarry. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you would like to um, uh, put your brain in a T-Rex, uh, we'll see if we can help you out. Let us know on Twitter at nobody asked for pod with a number four. You can also find us at the same place on Facebook. And if you want to find all things podcast nobody asked for, you can visit the website at www.thepodcastnobodyasked4.co.uk. Uh, so yeah, that was the uh, the tenth the League of Good Bad Movies, and uh, it's starting to get interesting now. Yes, because I I, I, there's a couple of big names. I think we're gonna, I'm gonna start uh, sliding into future choices, Some which could make things uh, interesting. Yeah, but uh, well, and also we won't 
we won't ruin the surprise as to what it is, but there's no vote for February. No, no, it has been it has been decided. It has been or, decided. Or comically, it's four choices of the same film. <laughs> I still I can't get over this at all. <laughs> oh, it's it's nuts. for this.